Hey, mates, the comedy festival season is coming up and we have got some shows that you can come and see all across Australia. Brisbane, Carl, what have we got for them? We've got solo shows. What do we got? You've got uh, Tommy Daslow in Spread and yep. I've got Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes. Yes, sir, Bob. We, what do we do? We do like four or five solo shows up there at the end of February? Yep, I think we're in the same room one after the other. My show is all about my grandpa inventing, my great-grandpa inventing Vegemite. Yours is your classic one-liners. Yeah. Thick and fast yeah. for an hour. Non-stop yeah. coming at you. And you're like, what, 7 o'clock, 7.30? I think I'm at 7 and then you're at like 8.30 or yep. something. So we're back to back. So, guys, you can come and see us back to back, see the the two big dum-dum chiefs yep. back to back. Yep, and then on the Saturday of that week, we are doing a live dum-dum club uh, in the Brisbane Powerhouse. This is all taking place in the Brisbane Powerhouse. Brizconfest.com to get your tickets. Come down and see us. I am then going to be in Adelaide for two weeks at the Rhino Room doing my new show, Spread. Uh, so come down and check that out. The Rhino Room is a great venue. Uh, I didn't come to Adelaide. Adelaide last year. It'd be great to see some Adelaide friends of the show down there because I know there's a bunch of you. And then straight after that, it is the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Once again, we are both doing our new shows uh, at the Forum Theatre. Um, the whole run of the festival. So we're on for four weeks or something, so yeah. plenty of uh, chance to come down and see our new shows. And then every Monday we do, every Monday the Comedy Festival, we do a live Dum Dum podcast, which we did last year. There were heaps of fun. We had heaps of people come out. Yep. And if you want to listen to them back, I think we've got one on iTunes. We've got a couple on Bandcamp. Yep, littledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Yep. We had Andrew O'Keefe, Tony Martin, uh, Kamal Nanjiani. John uh, Safran. John Safran, Dave O'Neill, heaps of great guests, heaps of friends of the show. It's only going to be that's, big that's this year. That's last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yep. we're going to have big names this year. Yep. New surprise guests. It's going to yep. be awesome. So don't miss out. That was so much fun last year. Uh, you can see some video clips on YouTube as well. Uh, and all the details and stuff for that. Uh, comedyfestival.com.au. I don't think it's quite up yet, but very soon. Put it in your diaries. Uh, come check us out wherever you are in the country. We'd love to see you. And we'll see you there. See, see you there, there mate. there, mate. That's slick. Joining us, my name is Tommy Dasolo. Sitting next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, whoa, you were screaming. Really? Is that too loud? Levels went a bit bonkers. Uh, this is a new little setup we're playing with today. Yeah. yeah um, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, what I want to get to, we, we mentioned, first of all, a bit of business. It is 104 days until Nick Cody's birthday. Is it? Yep. I'm glad you remembered. I usually uh, am Googling on the way in. Yeah. Uh, I Google how many days is it until Nick Cody's birthday. And Karen Cody has a website up, so it's very easy to check that out. Right. So. Um, and I've also gone a bit further with the maths. It is 75 shopping days. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Now, last week we were talking about, um, we were saying, you know, we're getting quite excited. You know, the bir- Nick Cody's birthday is creeping up. We were suggesting that maybe we have some kind of actual... We do something for Nick Cody's birthday. We have some kind of uh, uh, celebration that kind of ties in with this show. A few people on the Twitter page and the Facebook page suggested that we have a Dum Dum Club party for Nick Cody at a McDonald's birthday party room. Would that be legal? I've got to tell you, I think it's a great idea. And I've done my research. I've gone on... It turns out it's actually... They have their own website. There's just mcdonaldsparties.com.au... What about podcasts, though? Well, this is the thing. See, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. This is, I think this is the business that we have to work out because right. you can get on there, you can make your booking, you choose your location. Uh, it works out as roughly nine ninety five dollars uh, per, per child guest. Oh, really? Yep, plus it's sixteen ninety five for the ice cream cake. Right. So financially, I think we could, you know, we sell some, you know, 15 bucks a ticket. We can have 20, 20 friends of the show come and right. party with us. Okay. Um. What yeah. date's his? What date's his birthday? Uh, it's April the thirtieth, so we sort of we can have it the weekend before or after that. Um, Is that during Melbourne Comedy Festival? No, it's just after. Just after. It's okay. Right after. So uh, the one speed bump, though, when you register, you have to put in the age of the birthday boy, and the highest you can go is the age of twelve. And how old is Nick Cody? I believe he will be twenty-five. Right. So that's one slight speed bump. But then what you can do is you can select the number of adults that are attending and the number of kids that are attending. Oh, right, so yeah. you can do like a maximum number. You can yeah. go up to 30 adults oh. and 10 kids attending. So we could just hire one kid for the day? 
No, we need to get at least ten. Oh, right. If we can find at least ten children to come along and have like a faux birthday party. We can sneak in and we can have Nick Cody sneak in there as well. So it's like a bring a show. So if you want to come to the podcast, you have to bring a child. Yeah. Is that part of the deal? It's like 15 bucks and a child. Yeah, you have to bring 10 children along right. and you can come. But here's the thing, right? I was looking at this. I was doing all the research. My girlfriend was sitting next to me on the couch as I had the thing up. And you can, go, you can book it right through to the end. You put your credit card in, you pay. It's done. It's locked in. And I was saying to my girlfriend, it seems weird that there's no, like, what you know, what would happen if we booked this and we just turned up on the day and there's like 30 adults there yeah. to go to this like children's party? Like what would happen? Would we get away with it? Because surely they'd turn us away. They'd go, well, you're making a mockery of this. You're not 12-year-olds. You're 26-year-olds. And my girlfriend just goes, yeah, but, you know, he could be retarded. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a solution. Maybe we'll get, I don't know if Cody would be into like... There's no option on the website for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think different McDonald's have different disability access. Right, okay. Have to look into that. Yep. But um, let's put the call out. Like, would, would people pay? Would people help us pull this off? Because, like, would people that- incriminate themselves by bringing along chi- children as accessories to this crime we're going to commit? Yeah, I mean, you, like, we could record a live episode in, in the McDonald's party room. Uh, we could have Karen Cody come in. We could have uh, uh, one of the guests could be you get your own party host. So, you know, we could have that as a guest. Oh, really? You know, okay, yeah. yep. Um, so, yeah, but then also when you register, you can select any, you can put in any special requirements, any special additional information. Right. So I'm thinking maybe we just register it and we just put, oh, by the way, we're a podcast and we're recording a live episode. Yeah. And just see what happens. <laughs> well, it's a, what, in case they decide to, like, bring in Luke McGregor or something? But like, no, but just, like <laughs> McDonald's will hire out a podcast guest for us for the day? But so that when we turn up, like, we, they can't go, we didn't know anything about this. We go, well, check the special requirements. Right. The form that I said okay. online. We were perfectly clear about this. Right. Or maybe someone who listens to the show uh, knows someone who owns a McDonald's franchise. <laughs> there was a girl at my high school whose dad owned a McDonald's. Yeah. Who, it was just year 12 media films. They were all set in McDonald's because it was right. like so easy to just get onto this girl and go, hey, can we come in on Sunday morning at 4 a.m.? Wow. Seen in there? If anyone owns a McDonald's, please get in contact with us. If anyone wants to buy us even a burger, just get in contact with us. Ridiculous if you owned a McDonald's, the amount of times it's come up on this show that you wouldn't have gotten in contact yeah. with us before now. Uh, but what are they going to say? Just go, hey, do you want a cheeseburger? Like, is that worth an yeah, email? I don't know. about us getting shaker fries back on the menu. Yeah, I, yeah. Someone would have touched base by now. Well, so, well, you know, that guy uh, worked in a McDonald's. He, he knew someone who worked in McDonald's, so that You're maybe that's something. Me a bit more information. The, the guy from Ballarat that supplied us with the shaker fries, oh, all those right. shaker fry oh, sachets. Right. Like his mate who yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So that's something. Uh, let's get into our guests, shall we? Sure, I'll just warn you, um, uh, well not warn you, just give you a bit of a bonus, just in case, uh, even though we're not recording it at my house today, just in case things go awry, we uh, need it. I've brought along the podcast, podcast hoodie, hoodie today, yep. Yep. so I've got the, guys, globe. if you can't see me at this stage, it's because the uh, it's too bright, the hoodie, mm. uh, this is my special podcast hoodie that I wear sometimes. My, just as soon as you brought that out of your bag, my face has now melted off, Yeah, skull <laughs> is exposed. Uh, today on the show, we have a returning guest, you will know him from Xavier's Corner. Please welcome back into the little dum-dum club, Xavier Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Yep. Is this Xavier's Corner now? Is this oh, no, no, no. I didn't, the corner yet? I didn't prepare a Xavier's Corner. Oh, Xavier's yeah. Corner's broken up out. It's doing its own thing now. It's not yeah. gonna be, it won't be featured on this show anymore. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Where's yeah. it going? Oh, well, it's been... I'm in talks with a few people right now, and um, I think Xavier's Corner... What, who are one of the people? Oh, I can't say names. That's well, bad business. Just Carl. say one name. That. Just say one name. Steve. Right. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. You really shouldn't have said that. That's. Uh, I know. I'm having a lot of trouble. Well, now I've lost the deal with Steve. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind because Steve's deal wasn't that. Uh, well, look, I can't go into it. But just, guys, keep your ears open for Xavier's Corner because it's right. coming soon. Well, I'm just going to Google Xavier's Corner and Steve and see what comes up. <laughs> see what? See what? Yeah. See yeah. what comes out of that. Also joining us on the show for the first time, you'll know her from Good News Week. We are recording this in her house. Please welcome into the little dum-dum club, Claire Hooper. Yay! A coincidence that you've been booted out of the studios and you need someone with their own house? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a coincidence that we're recording in your house. Yeah, and you just happened to meet me? <laughs> <laughs> the last four weeks we've recorded here, you weren't here? You guys are not... 
getting any money from McDonald's, are you? No. Because I did not. I don't know about this. I did not. Yeah. I did not give up commercial radio money. <laughs> just come and talk about McDonald's for free. You guys are insane. Yeah. They've got a lot of money. They should be paying you money. It's probably ruined uh, Xavier's deal with Steve as well. Cause... <laughs> no. Well, Steve said, you know, we've got some big people on board who want to advertise. Don't mention anyone else. Yeah. And that's why I'm worried. That's why I'm like, oh, damn that's okay. it. You haven't said it yet. You're no. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when he said Steve, that's like one of the CEOs of McDonald's. Oh, or is this Steve Jobs? Because I've got some bad news for you. I think... I think it really definitely has fallen through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Jobs is dead. <laughs> That's what most people think. Once you know the truth, Carl, right? Ooh. Then you'll then you realise. Oh, I've been I've been reading this book about conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, but it's from 13 years ago. So it's pre World Trade Center, and it just it gives you amazing perspective on all the conspiracy theories. When um, is there a conspiracy theory about Steve Jobs faking his own death to get out of a deal with Xavier Michaelides? <laughs> Yeah, no, not in this book. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there something about that in Nostradamus? Wasn't there a Nostradamus verse about that? About Steve Jobs. Faking and his own death. Yeah. To, get get of of yeah. uh, to get out of a podcast. To get out of a project. It was the very last page on the Mayan calendar as well, I believe. You, yeah. you, I mean, you must have. You guys are all across the internet. So you must have heard about the Gangnam. The I've, Gangnam I've, Nostradamus thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no. It was the best. Wow. Um, except it's all over now. I mean, we all know that the world's okay. And I don't know about you, but it was a real relief to me because I didn't realise how much I was actually bracing myself for the end of the world. <laughs> oh, really? And I woke up the next day and I was like, da 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 da. No, and that... suddenly realised I'd been quite anxious about it. Let me get to the Gangnam style thing. Please. It was amazing. So there's this verse in Nostradamus that's like um, something along the line of, you know, from the. What was it from the country of the early dawn um, comes the dancing horse, and when the numbers when the when the circles number um, nine, then the end will come. It was something like that. I mean, I haven't quoted it right, but basically, um, so basically, Korea. The the literal translation of the name of the country was, you know, the country of the. Breaking dawn. Breaking dawn or the early yeah. See, I've, I've I've forgotten it. And then you know, it's an of the dancing horse when the circles number nine. So it's basically when it got to a billion views, the end will come. And the really interesting thing was the billion views did actually coincide quite closely with the twentieth of December. Is this all a real thing? Yeah, this is a real but thing. Then but then also, you know but what then Nostradamus also. is like. There's a million. <laughs> I could say the country of the breaking dawn is where they made the recent Twilight or one of those Twilight films, Breaking <laughs> yes. Dawn. You know, I can just interpret any way I want. So, oh, what, what did that mean? Oh, the, the country oh, you've the... broken the whole Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the first one so, to do it. Yeah. So, Xavier, no some of else. this may not be true. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> some of it. Yeah. Um, I like that we're here. We're here in your house. I haven't been here before, Claire. Why but you? no, never. Because Wade keeps talking about how he likes Carl Chan. That's my husband for for the uninformed. <laughs> yeah. How he likes that Carl Chandler, and he's going to invite him around for rotisserie chicken on the barbecue one day. Oh. And what's interesting is he never actually does it. No, I he know. He talks about it a lot. I know. Never been, and yet everybody well, else at this table has been you, here. The dream's better than the reality, you know. Oh. The dream of Carl Chandler coming over rotisserie chicken <laughs> is a lot different to the reality. <laughs> um, That's how it happens, actually. He'll be like, I'm going to invite Carl Chandler over for rotisserie chicken, and then he'll go tuck himself into bed. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get up and he'll be like, that was great. <laughs> Inception. Inception chicken. Yeah, he yeah. just goes to sleep. Yeah. Well, when you guys were living in Sydney, we mm. were up there doing gigs and we you were away, but we had a delicious fondue party oh, in yeah. your house, spearheaded by uh, your husband and Harley Brain. What I like about your about your husband, among many things, was because uh, we stayed there. Uh, I think we went and did the uh, the comedy store, and I yeah, stayed there. And yeah. I, did, I had a thing where you know your your husband when he goes out on the town, he he'll have a, a tipple, he'll have a tipple or two, and yeah, uh, yeah that's that's fair. Yeah, I only just found out about something actually when he goes out on the town and he has a bit of a tipple. I mean, I'll, I'll make discoveries. And this recent discovery is people have been recording his taxi conversation. Oh, really? <laughs> and I think that that's a hot tip for the Dum Dum Club. Get a hold of Oliver Clark's oh. phone. Oh. 
I uh, have Mr. Got, Oliver Clark. You've got one as well? I've got a story of one night um, at oh, the Hi-Fi dear. bar and I was just standing um, with a drink in my hand by myself. I think I was watching the stage or something and then someone came up behind me and kicked me in the back of the leg. <laughs> I think you're kicking that in the little, yeah. you know, in just the knee, behind the just knee. Just so that you crumble. And I went, oh, and fell right down. <laughs> I turned around furious and it was Wade and Wade goes, you thought it was some prick kicking in the knee, but it turns out it's your best mate, Wade. <laughs> Well, this is it. We, I, I stayed at your place in Sydney, um, Claire, and uh, it was yes. I. I needed to go to a gig, and I remembered that I'd been out in the town a couple of times with Wade, and he'd be, he'd get drunk and go, you know, what, if you ever come to Sydney, just come and stay with us. You've got to come and stay. Just come and stay with us. I'm like, all right, then I I will. And then I hit him up, and he's like, okay. And then I get there, and then the first time we have a drink, he gets drunk and then goes. So why are you here? Because we're not we're not really great mates, are we? Like we we vaguely know each other, don't we? So and all of a sudden you're staying in my house, like that's a big leap. I know. I mean, I know I said it probably, but I was drunk. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't say it. Like this is a long bow for you to draw, Carl. Like you're a long way from home. And then so I, I copped it for the first night, but then the next night I think uh, uh, he invited uh, Tommy and Luke McGregor around, and so then I stopped copping it for a night because they came around and then he was just like, I, now you guys I didn't even invite. I, I invited Chandler when I was drunk, but you guys, I don't know why you're here. Luke McGregor, why are you in my house? And Luke's just folding like a house of cards. Yeah. And it's like, well, well done, well done, Wade, because you've made uh, you've made uh, Luke McGregor a bit anxious. So well done. You have you were the first there, I think. McGregor, I talked to Luke McGregor last night at Spleen and I was like, um, we were talking about whether he has a catchphrase, and Luke's saying, "Yeah, I don't have a catchphrase." And then when he left, he left. He turned and he went up the stairs, and he was like walking past people, going, "Sorry, sorry, sorry." And I was like, "That's, that's the Luke catchphrase. McGregor catchphrase." Yeah. It's, it's sorry, 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 and um, sorry. like that. That's his other catchphrase. Can you do some more Luke McGregor, please? Um, I went out. I had lunch with McGregor, and. He or, he was ordering when he was ordering food. He kept going, "Is this good? Would you have that? Is that probably what you'd have that one there?" Or that? I don't really know. I'm sorry. Like that. He was the most. All I wanted to do was like, "What would you suggest?" Is what he wanted to say. But he kept saying, "Is that what you'd have?" If you, I mean, I don't know if you've had it. Did you eat the food here? Where did you start? Just <laughs> Almost so as good as your Michael Schumacher impression. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Xavier. Yeah. Xavier, can you do this as Luke McGregor? Can you say this? Say. Um, uh, hi, if Xavier keeps doing impressions of me on podcasts, he's not going to be the best man at my wedding. Can you say that as him? <laughs> hi, if, um, if Xavier keeps doing impressions of me on podcasts, he's not going to be my best man at, his, at my wedding. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got him saying that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Now, hang on, which one was which again? I know. Which, which? Okay, I'm going to give my critiques. Um, yeah. Your one, Xavier, I don't feel like you got quite enough of the, like, pseudo-American accent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no hard R's. Um, and no freestyle, like, he freestyles at the end. Every sentence that you give him a great He always adds on. Yeah. I'm not married. Married. That's there, so it's not married. Xavier. It's hard, it's hard to do when you really get into it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really going to do a good... Luke McGregor. Well, but why would that. you want that? I think you do it. You, you do want? an impression that's like, like I don't know what the painting style is, but you know when they, they, it's not exactly. It's impressionistic. Not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. impressionistic, not realistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that. That makes sense. It, yeah, that's impressionistic. Right. Like, as in your impression, your Luke McGregor, you've got to stand on the opposite side of the gallery. Yeah, and yeah. just take take. You got to just you got to yeah. squint your eyes and turn your head to the, the side, and close. you go. That is yeah, exactly there's the yeah. heart. You got the heart of McGregor yeah. there. The heart. Luke McGregor has both the eyes on one side of his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I like, but I like your Luke McGregor impression. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know I don't know much about impressions, so I just like that it goes with my decor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a decorative impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and something else about this house is that oh, um, I've, yeah. I've heard because I've heard so many tales about this house, Have but you? I've never been here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and I'm looking at the, the the bungalow because it's a it's a bit of a comic. You've had a, a few comics uh, yeah, stay here over time. That makes it sound like she's just <laughs> <laughs> with these yeah. Yes, I've had yeah. many comedians. Yes, you really need to set this up. Yeah. And there's also all those notches on the wall with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like. 
Luke McGregor. Yeah, that's weird. There anyway. literally are a lot of notches on the wall. There are full-on holes in the walls. This house needs a lot of work, but it's um, but it's a palace. Yes. Um, You've got the bungalow. Oliver Clark it's not and Mark Because that sounded like you were trying to convince someone to buy it. Yeah, no, no, it's not on the market. Did it have shelves? Was it a whole Did bunch of shelves? This is not the Gumtree podcast, yes. by the way. <laughs> so, is, Xavier, I don't know if it's interesting to talk about the yeah, sorry, fixtures of this house. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, when we purchased it, it had some amazing big wooden – because it's 14-foot ceilings. It had mm. these built-ins of dark wood because – and then it turns out that they're not – they're not like whatever you call them. Like they're not permanent fixtures. Ah. So Bloody she took, took him with her. Even though there's no chance she went into a 14-foot ceiling house in the next... Like, there's no way there's they no would have fit anywhere those. except in these rooms. And she took them. Oh, no, no offence, guys, okay. but I'm going to put on the hoodie now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. you're inspiring us. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. When we moved into our rental house that we're in at the moment, yeah. at the back in the shed, there was, like, an old pram and, like, a washing basket and just... That sneaky thing where the previous and they took them and they took them with them. That's unfair. Yes, yes. You just leave behind your crap for the next tenants to deal with, Mm, and then you sort of go, "Is this busted up old pram on the uh, on the condition report? Have we got to take care of this? Have we got to write it down on there?" Yeah. Yeah. The bungalow, um, yeah, because okay, I know that yeah. Bart Freebarn, friend of the show, Bart, yeah. Bart Freebarn uh, stayed out there for what, a year, two years? I don't know yeah, how long. It was there most of two years, yeah. which is amazing because it is uninsulated. Is it still wardened it's off by, by the police or anything? Is there just still the, the, the ghost of a thousand naive, innocent girls that have been lured back here? And <laughs> this is the really interesting thing about Jeez, Bart, that. Jeez, that really just changes the <laughs> The tone of everything. There's two walls full of notches. There's Claire's wall and then there's Bart's. Oh, right. I have taken nobody into that bungalow. Right. No, no. Um, Yeah, he's a mysterious man, isn't he, Bart? He is. With his whole, like, you know, lady killer in disguise. Yeah. He is. He's the, perfect, he's the perfect lady killer. Yeah. He's a smooth because operator. Because he, he's got a profile on a dating website. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've talked it's about this before. about being the Lord of Sandwiches and... Yeah. It's all, <laughs> this, yeah. it's all this weird, surreal stuff about being the Lord of Sandwiches and how much he, you know, he likes bread and all oh, the fillings and sandwiches and fancy go- people come and let's dine with me. And then at the end, it's like, but let's be clear, I, I like going to bed with girls. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just like nearly right out there. Like all all the sandwich stuff was good, but we do need to not. Boot but it together. works because if on Facebook he mostly posts about coffee, yeah. and my girlfriend yeah, he's got a coffee thing loves going. it. He's always like, oh, he did another coffee post. Is something he knows. <laughs> he's onto like sandwiches and coffee, and lunch foods, yeah. or just sort of food. That's what chicks are into, is it? That's yeah, what he's chicks do. Talking dig. about just nice foods. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it works but, for Bart. But here's the twist. Last Go time on, I saw yeah. him, I was like, oh, I've been enjoying all your your coffee coffee. You know, updating people on what coffee you're drinking every day. And he just looks at me and goes, here's the thing. Don't even drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Scam. It's all he's never, scam. ever drunk a coffee. <laughs> and, he, and he always posts about coffees. Yeah. It's <laughs> genius. Yeah. Yeah. Is it genius? Is that the word yes. for it? It is. It is. It's amazing. It's brilliant. It's sort of bordering on slander at this point. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I thought we were all admiring Bart in his amazing ways. I do, I do. I, I don't understand yeah, him now, at all. At the start of it was Carl going, what about that bungalow where he's rooted and killed heaps of chicks? Yeah, I didn't say I killed. Didn't, you no. didn't say killed. <laughs> yeah. You made that assumption. Yeah. yeah. chicks. Oh, metaphorically. I didn't say Bart. Oh, no. Yeah, metaphorically killed. You know, like yeah. as in he's ruined yeah. them for any future men. Yes, exactly. Nobody. Yeah. Killed their vagina. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what right. I no, as in, as in they'll never, they'll never have a tender lover like Bart. Yeah, well, no. Place. All right, fine. Look, the word tender. Carl, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get what you've said <laughs> oh, okay. and make it nice. So you right. can go, no, what I said was <laughs> is he sleeps with lots of cheeks, he's a man whore. That's oh, what I'm saying. That impression, know, you've, you've got that. That's classic yeah, channel. You're, you've got I thought there. you were better at impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not really at all. I've never been that good. Can you do me? I'm Claire Hooper. Yeah, no, <laughs> they can't. They can't. All right, you're something interesting that yes. you guys were talking about in the living room before we uh, yes. came in here to what I'm now dubbing the podcast room. Mm. Uh, what do you use this room for generally, by the way? Uh, listening when other people do poos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. The is right there. And you've got, let's just diverge and talk about this. You've got a, what is it, a bidet? Yes. Now, when, yeah, there is a little bidet. Uh-huh. And when um, Bart was living in the bungalow okay. and in his charming fashion, he annexed several other rooms of this house and the other housemates stood by and let it happen but he was the awkward
awkward thing. He set his computer up in this room, this very room where we're doing the podcast, right next to the poo door. Now, you're not <laughs> always doing a poo, but you want there to be some mystery and there is sure. no mystery when there is someone. And it was like he would kind of, for courtesy, he'd pop his headphones in when you went into the oh, But right. there's still that sense that if there's anything you want... And the door looks like it's your very day, close to the table. You know, like even if you have to share your bedroom with someone else, you want to know that when you do a poo, nobody's listening, but he would always be there tipping away on his laptop. There's a chance he was right live blogging your poo. Your poo. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. The <laughs> that does explain before the coffee post he was doing poo posts. I always thought where they came from, but it makes sense now. And yeah. there's the odd bidet post in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't think... Um, only one person has used the bidet. Would anyone uh, like to guess who? Uh, Wade Duffin. Yeah, Wade Duffin. <laughs> <laughs> Wade's had a go. It's an amazing bathroom. There's also a radio in the shower. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and when we first bought the house, we got the electrician in to um, fix everything and the electrician said, hey, you'll want to um, turn that radio off as soon as possible. Because it's going to electrocute everyone. Because you're going to oh, die. Really? You're going to die. <laughs> gonna die. Hang on. Was this an inbuilt radio or was it just yes. a transistor Have that a someone look. left in the bar? It looks like a, it looks like a spaceship, the shower, there, yeah. and it's built into the wall. The shower has a seat. It has all sorts of nozzles and, and it has a light and it has a mirror in there and it has a radio. And you should be able to sit down on the seat looking at yourself in the mirror listening to your favourite tunes. But the electrician made us... Um, cut the wiring because he said it was just not safe. Yeah, I did stay here. I was. Did uh, you try the radio? Sitting. No, yeah. I, well, I tried to. The radio didn't work, but I did try and turn that knob so it would go from the shower thing overhead <laughs> to on the side. But yeah. as it turns over, it has like a couple of seconds of cold. <laughs> as it ex- and it was the scariest thing because suddenly it's just a wall of cold water. Just goes, and I was screaming. That Em had to come in and go, "Are you okay?" Like she was my girlfriend. <laughs> Was worried. Six nozzles of cold. It's six nozzles of cold water. It is the scariest (laughs) thing. And so I didn't even try any of the others. We're going to try it after this. That that electrician. Did he also make you remove the Xbox from the bidet? What's that? That'd be great if there's just just appliances rigged into all sorts of. You know, your sink's got Tamagotchi in it. Yeah, yeah. All these boring <laughs> household things. You're always going to go out to the sink and go, I'm just going to feed him. I'm washing yeah, yeah. my hands. Yeah. I'm washing my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there a, a Rubik's Magic attached to the fridge? Remember what? Rubik's Magic? Oh, that was too much. No. That was too much. I, don't even I, went, I went wild with the Tamagotchi reference. I went <laughs> to the next step. I'd love mind. to, if I could go into your brain, Carl, and see when you have to go pick out references. Because <laughs> just before off air, you had to pick a comedian. You picked Bill Cosby as your first one. I'm not yeah. saying there's nothing wrong with Bill Cosby, but it's the Racist. Old, but no, you... it's the oldest comic. Well, not the oldest. Any it's older. Like there's an old man just looking through filing cabinets. Yeah. This one will do and then it's... Lad second, I've got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> a Rubik's Magic will be on top of that joke there. The secretary comes up and goes, but sir, that was in 1962. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get it. That'll get it. Um, don't, don't you remember Rubik's Magic? It was the sequel to Rubik's Cube. What, it, what was it? What did it do? It was, like a, it was like, a, like a thin... Uh, uh, like a A4 sort of sheet looking thing, except then you folded it up and there was like rings printed were on you, the sheet. Were you good at it? No, I was terrible at it. Wait, wait, wait. Because I thought, I mean, the way you just threw that reference in, you should have known nobody would get it. You threw mm. it oh, in really? as though it was this one moment in yeah. your life, this one brilliant scintillating <laughs> moment of success. It was like, finally, something I'm good at. No, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, but you were there's a thin line. There's a Why thin, did you remember There's it? a thin line between someone like pulling out a reference where you go, Oh, I haven't thought of that in so long. That's uh, such a great reference. And someone and everyone going, I've never heard of that. You're right. Mm. Yeah. There's a thin line between those two things, I think. Choice yeah. that you chose the sequel to the Rubik's Cube. Rubik's, everyone, knows, now. everyone knows Rubik's Cube. So what, it was a too easy. Of, That's too easy for me. So it was a yeah. piece of paper. No, it was like a, th- it was a thin... It wasn't paper. It was like... Uh, I don't Carl, know. I think, I think someone scammed you and sold you. That is just a sequel to those Rubik's Cubes. Oh, just, thanks, sir. It was just a squished cube, flat. Yeah. This is the it's yeah. a Rubik's Cube. It's a piece of paper. It's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. There's the Rubik's, there's the, there's the Rubik's washing line. Go and hang the washing out, will you? Yeah. Just clock yeah. it. Go and clock Go it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me. I just want to talk about. I want to. This is something I've been curious about. So you've got the bidet in the bathroom. Oh, you know when you're listening to the podcast, you don't realise how much you're the ringmaster, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. But you're really keeping this all back on track, no, aren't you? Mate, Let's talk about the bidet. Yeah, please. Um, I know. Is that a compliment or not? Because <laughs> unless you're no. here. Listening, you go, who's that person who keeps jumping in? <laughs> Guys, can we, can we get back to what we're talking about? But when you hear well, this. It was just the little orphan intern. That yeah. They had. Yeah. Um, 
as a guest, can you use someone else's bidet? Not that I want to. I'm just. I was just about if, to say that. Yeah, if someone came because I used it last time I was here. Right. Uh, no, that, no, no, no. I, I mean, if someone just came round. What? What? You didn't need the bidet. You had six shower nozzles of coal to wash you out. That cleaned me right out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but that's the strange thing because I don't I don't think anyone not only one person should really use the bidet. Well, surely if I've if I've kept my bathroom clean, I mean. I know, you can I know, find but bidets in hotels. Think about how true. many assholes they've yeah. seen. But what my question being, if someone came around for lunch and they were in there and they came out and they went, oh, I just used your bidet, would you, would you bat an eyelid? Would you think that was strange behaviour or would you be fine with that? I would be more concerned about what had happened afterwards to the hand towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Because there'd be some mopping up, wouldn't there? Totally. Well, if if you weren't cool with someone know. using it, surely you should put something around it. You should have a permanent roadblock around it. Like, why is it there if not to be used? Yeah. No, but look, I, honestly, I mean, I think I get what you're trying to ask me, Tommy. So and may I please? Yes. Use it? <laughs> My butthole is filthy. Can I now? <laughs> yeah. So you've never used it in all this time living in this house. You've never once been curious. How often um, do you reckon Bart used it? <laughs> I don't think it was Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Go on and freshen yourself up, love. Yeah. <laughs> you think Bart used it in a sex act? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a fair question. But I think that's a very, very fair question. <laughs> Finally, the first time you've ever agreed with someone yeah. on this show. I want to I know how it's actually used. You just turn the taps on and then use your hands to splash the water. Is that what's supposed to be done? I don't think it's splashy. I think it's like... Yeah. And I think it sprays it's like a up. real intense. Do your hands get you involved need to at be all used though? Used to the positioning. Um, no, you just have to turn the one. But then, how do you dry? It? Is this the Japanese end of Brunswick? Is that why that's in there? <laughs> See, I have used. I've used them in hotels, but I haven't used my own one because is this, is this oh, because a little Tokyo in Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not one of those. It doesn't have buttons. It's like it's old fashioned. It's you know, you turn, you turn the actual the little copper taps and you turn oh, them on, okay. and it goes. And Wade used it, and he said it was it was cold, and I was like, oh, I'm not interested because if there's one thing I do in life, it's avoid cold water up your asshole. Physical discomfort. Yeah, yeah. I avoid. I avoid surprises to the ass. Remember, remember. And uh, if I can't predict the temperature, then it's a surprise. It's not like dipping your toe in the water. It's a different part of the isn't body it whatsoever. Interesting, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because no matter how much psycholo- like you, your conscious mind goes, I know what's about to happen to my ass. Yeah. But I would challenge anyone not to do a, a surprised expression with their face. Yeah, yeah. Even knowing what's about to happen. Yeah. Even They're, turning the tap with your own hand. I, you'd still be like, you know, there'd be a flicker across your face. There should be a website. I reckon bidet faces, yeah. which is just <laughs> faces of people using bidets. We're going to start it today. There's yeah. going to be four yeah. posts. Let's be four our Dum Dum Club merch. We can get every guest who's on this show yeah. to use that <laughs> bidet, bidet, make a little trading card of them. People can swap. Yeah. Oh, I've, got, I've got four McGregors and I need yeah. a Xavier. And there's, and only, there's only one person with a smile and it's Bart. <laughs> yeah. That's the super rare one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> collectors, are, collectors are mad for it. I was going to yeah. say, Claire, do you remember our friend Steve? Not Steve, who I'm oh, organising. Not these Steve. With. How Not was, business, Steve. He told us to use baby wipes. Do you remember that, Steve? Oh, he was mad for him. Baby for a, wipe for an after toilet, dinner wipe, wasn't he? After dinner wipe oh. instead oh, of using what? toilet paper. He just used a bait like a. Oh man! I think you know, he started with toilet paper and he did a did a little finishy, refreshy thing at really? the very end. The very end, he refreshed. I don't think it was a little extra treat on the end. Because he yes. said, and I, I remember I said that sounds crazy. And he goes, but yeah, if you got poo on your hands, wouldn't you try and you know use baby wipes to clean it off or something other than just paper? And I thought, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, yeah. and a, a while later went, wait a second, I don't eat with my asshole. <laughs> I eat with my I hands. Like a while later, it took right. you a lot of time went past before you realised that you don't eat with yeah. your asshole. It always takes me a little time. I right. suspect. <laughs> I suspect, though, when he was taught, you know, when we discovered the little pile of baby wipes by yeah. his toilet, we were like, what's going on here? That was in that Perth. His Perth house, wasn't it? Is it his like, Perth? And, no, but I found out because we were all staying when we did comedy festival. We were staying in the same oh, hotel. Oh yes, and he had to get baby wipes. That's, a, that's right. We were and all, that's the other time when also good times. He, no, I shouldn't tell this story because it's a. But shouldn't have taken that hoodie off, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, yeah sorry know, guys, your podcast. Um, what do you want to say? The, the the older I get, I agree with that. Like the, the the more I sit there on the toilet and go, and then you just the idea of getting out dry toilet paper and just rubbing it. Onto a part of your body that's yeah. got bad stuff. What like, else do you clean that way? What yeah. else do you clean? Yeah, exactly. With dry paper, no cleaning product, exactly. no moisture involved. Yes, my, like my, you wouldn't do that with beard. your hands. If you got, yet, if you're digging a hole, you wouldn't come in and rub your hands on a piece pa- of A4. And we 
we're dealing with one of the most dirty of all the dirty Yeah, things. yeah. Something, you you know, a hole you should be ashamed of. And this is why... <laughs> <laughs> your shame hole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wash your shame hole. Clean your shame hole. <laughs> is this, is this in the is, same... Is, the is, is, is your relationship with your asshole... Wipe your shame hole. Yeah. <laughs> is your relationship with, with your shame hole also in the same realm as you wanting to... Was it pull out your teeth? Yeah, you wanted to do. These are the same sort of yeah. weird sort you want to get of things clean. you've got where because yeah. Carl wants to pull his, all his teeth out and just give him a scrub and put him back in. Like yeah. that sounds like a good no, that idea. That sounds great. Yeah, that you know, sounds what... insane because <laughs> no, you've I got these the like loose bloody gums. Go yeah. oh, nice and clean, and you're jamming them back <laughs> when in. People have lost teeth and need dentures. They've failed. That's yeah. the yeah. end. That's I know. The, that's the wrong thing to have mm. happened. Mm. I don't expect that it's a thing that's going to happen. But it'd be nice if it did. That's all I'm saying. That's why. That's why men will always be on top, isn't it? It's true. Because they've only got one shame hole. (laughs) (laughs) You should have a proud hole. That's a proud hole. Carrying around twice the shame. That's a pride. (laughs) That's a pride hole. Not not shame. Two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a, a lady in the nude, so that's a good question. I'd like, I'd like to hear the answer to that. I've never seen him in the nude from the front. Yeah, I've got a pen here. I'll draw you a diagram on the back oh, of the battery yes. packet. Thought you were going to write it on your own table. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what about the use of like uh, electronics and stuff in the bathroom? You know, I thought you were going to say in your butthole. <laughs> I'll save that for the next time yeah. on the show. Yeah. Is that why? If we go out into that bungalow, I reckon there probably will be some devices that Bart's left there. <laughs> Electronic butthole. Is that how you guys lost the fourth mic? Yeah. <laughs> we are operating on three mics yeah. at the moment, yes. Um, yeah, like people taking, uh, you know, like computers and stuff into the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yes. Yes, prior to wipe. If you're going to, yeah. like, if you, if you feel like, if you feel like paying a long visit, Take your iPad mini in, mm-hmm. but there mini is... Mini or Maxi allowed as well? Oh, look, whatever. But I find mm-hmm. the Maxi is sort of a bit heavy, you know. Yeah. But now, um, and then you just, I mean, let's not be, let's not be animals. Sure. It's just at the point where you start clean up, you put it aside Absolutely. and you don't touch it again. Great. We are as, soon as, you've, as soon as you've fingered your shame hole in any fashion, <laughs> don't touch the iPad again <laughs> because children might use it. Yeah. I had a friend who one time I was at his house and he's gone into the bathroom and, you know, I was like watching TV. So it's like mm-hmm. only after 10 minutes you go, he's been in there a while. I turn the TV down and I can hear he's playing his guitar in there. He's <laughs> in the toilet with him. Now that I find excessive. But, you know, laptop, I'll take the laptop in. You know, yeah. it's not a big deal. I'm a get in, get out guy. I've yeah. never, I never brought a, like, people have books in the no, toilet it. and stuff. I've, I'm truly happy. I've got to get out of there as soon as I can. I used to do hey. drumming on the toilet seat. So <laughs> sort of... Where were you sitting? On the toilet. Oh, okay. Not the, not the top one, but I used to, like, drum the. Down oh, on the I thought you were Down straddling on the toilet. ceramic that nobody Back ever washes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody ever cleans the so underside, like, do underside, they? Not that, no. yeah, the, the front underside. I'll have my phone in there. And my, my girlfriend reckons it's disgusting to check your phone when you're in the toilet. Which I, she's like, oh, but it's in that room with you and it's getting all that jerk. I'm like, yeah, but what about your clothes? Like, that's the same deal applies don't, to them. Don't, yeah. you, don't you burn your clothes after a shit? Don't you? <laughs> so that's why How you do you live? Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two sets of clothes every day. Yep. Yeah, I go to the... You go to the toilet twice a day? Sometimes, wow. Yeah. wow. Do you? Do you go twice a day? Sometimes. It's oh, yeah, sometimes. no. Okay, you're right. You can go twice a day. Yeah. I've never thought about that. I can see what she means about by that because I do have that thing of being in the toilet and it being a bit gross. And if I was to read, if someone was to read the newspaper in there and then go, there you go, I'd be like, nah, I'm all right. I know, but also I, this, is, this was my point to her. She goes, oh, it's so germy and it's so bad for you. I'm like, if that was true, I would be sick literally every single day. Yeah. And I'm generally fine. But it's like what I, I was saying you before. You were quite a sickly child, though. I was. Don't yeah. you? But don't you still get colds a lot? Um, no, not really. I went to a- Since he stopped going to the toilet, <laughs> he's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, no, not, not no. I was, I was, I was hustling you out, but then, but then, what I'm doing is I'm hustling you out on the topic of health, where you've actually had considerable hardships in your life. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to not say, really. I mean, basically, if you mean cancer, then um, yeah, if you mean sure. cancer as a, ch- yeah. if you mean I've nearly died a few times. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. No, but that's sorry, how it Tommy. Works. You have one big dose of it early on, and then you never get sick again. Really? I've had a cold since I was 12 years old. Oh, no man. way. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. Give me a little while later and I'll work it out. <laughs> I need a little time to sit on it. Bring a sandwich up your butthole and then you'll go, wait a minute. But wait a second. Yeah. You know, tell me. People tell think me. that progress is having a toilet inside. Like that's a 20th century, 21st century sort of a thing to do. That's disgusting to have the place that you go to the toilet in inside, isn't it? Like I think, I don't think the old idea of, of doing it outside is a lot. Yeah. But we're nicer fine now, Carl. Like no one, you know, like if if it was affecting us, no, it is affecting us. Sitting down to go to the toilet, we should be squatting. Have you we're ever gone to, to the toilet in the bush or yeah. the forest? Yes. And it's and it's, it's great. It's great. You're in. You're out. It's done. Yeah. You wipe. You go. Oh, I only had to wipe once. Yeah. Sh- should we be talking about poo this much? Because yeah, I'm about to not. get stuck in a little it's, bit further. Oh, okay. Like? It's a little bit late for that. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, I understand that this is the psychology of it. And I've got a friend who's a psychiatrist and, you know, like they have to go through this, you know, when you're learning about um, human psychology, they actually go through a thing which enables them to appreciate obsessive compulsive disorder better by understanding the way we're all inclined towards that thing. One of the things they do is they clean a toilet completely and then they have to lick it. And that's this what, thing. What, what? They, yes, but they've got a completely clean toilet seat and they lick it and, they're, and the fact that you feel like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. That's what you feel and it enables you to understand but how people can it's... take something that rationally makes sense and yet just feel a bit funny about it. And you've you're getting the same thing. You're going, I do poos in that room, so that entire room is dirty. No, it's not. The poo comes out of one hole straight into another hole. You're not even, you're not, you're not touching it with your fingers. You're not throwing around that I don't know what you do. But the point <laughs> is, the poo doesn't go anywhere. It just drops from one to the other into and it's a gone. Little and you water flush it away. And it, and it disappears it's like magic. It's very contained. It's extremely clean. Yeah. What was the bit about licking the toilet again, though? That's, that's, that was a dead so because you go... I had a friend who used to poo in the shower and then push it down the oh. bungalow with, oh. with his toes. Yeah, now, but then you moved him crazy. out of the bungalow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? When uh, me and my girlfriend were house hunting uh, like this time last year, we saw a house where the toilet came straight off the kitchen, right there. Yep, I'm like not on board. Like a pantry, right there. That's bad news. You don't want that. Yeah, I it's, don't want it that. makes sense, I guess. You're in the kitchen eating and then straight into the toilet. Like on paper, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me of Wilmot's joke. That one where he lives in a place where the the, the stove was Steve next to the toilet. Mike Wilmot, <laughs> Steve Wilmot, <laughs> Steve Wilmot. I said his last name. Damn it. No. Um. He would sit on the toilet and then he'd make himself soup <laughs> on the stove right next to him and go circle of the life right here. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very funny joke you've told from someone else. Yeah, I said it was his joke. I didn't say it was mine, Carl. That's no, the, I, sorry, I didn't read the, the book because, I got here. Remember because has got one like that. Yeah. 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 Because. On the, uh, on the oh, I know which Steve. Yeah. Steve Calambaris. That's mm. <laughs> oh, Steve Calambaris. <laughs> That's who you're going into partnership That's with, isn't it? That's doing a show with Steve Calambaris. Yeah. The, uh, on the topic of going to the bathroom. That's a, what's a joke oh, sorry, we should explain. Oh, because explain we did a gig. I did a gig with you, Xavier, where yeah. you it was at George Columbaris's restaurant, Saint and Catherine's. all and all yeah. through and all through your set, you kept saying thanks to Steve Columbaris, <laughs> and everyone laughed a lot, including us, who laughed the lot the most. And you were like, "Okay, oh, they really like that bit. I'll keep thanking him." I'm then. doing well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Steve. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, now I did I did it a second time with Hoops. That's yeah. Hoops knows it. And the staff kept coming up to me and going, are you going to thank Steve again? It's my favourite thing. Really? And it spread to all the restaurants. Bar was saying... If I I went to Hellenic Republic, all they say is they secretly are all going, oh, Steve. You know, they just love saying it. Is that where you're going to be recording Zave's Corner? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Steve's Steve's Corner. Hellenic Republic. I love how Steve is also your go-to name, apparently, by the way. <laughs> you know how in your brain, when you go picked out you yeah, know, yeah. the sequel Matt, to the Rubik's Cube, yes. I just have Steve. <laughs> That's all everything. Room. <laughs> Steve's Cube. Steve, yeah. Just, <laughs> Steve. 
<laughs> Steve-o. Uh, I was going to bring it back to toilet talk, but it seems like we finally... Let's get out. No, if we've got off it, that. stay off it. Yeah, yeah. let's get it. Get, sure. Literally well, get off the to, toilet. You guys wanted to talk about how Xavier and I got into comedy. Yeah. Because mm, sure. that's not a podcast cliche at all. Because you... Got, well, no, I just think it's interesting that you, Claire, started comedy because of Xavier? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, Xavier got me into it. So I'd already started, which is sort of sad because Claire's a lot more successful yeah. than I am, <laughs> but I've been doing it long. You're like, you're like, you, look, you need your stage name, Steve Hooper. What do you think? <laughs> 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 All right, I've got a catchphrase with you. Finish yeah. every joke with, that's just like Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Cole. Classic Steve. Thanks, Steve. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favourite member of Jackass? Steve O. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I bet. I bet Zave's never seen an episode. Yeah. Is he familiar with who I don't think. I don't think he even heard your question then. <laughs> What's your favourite type of chocolate bar? Yes, yeah. Steve's chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Perth. So you guys were both from Perth. You started out in Perth. So Zave, you were doing we comedy both first. Met each other. Well, I was already doing stand up, uh, and then we both started doing uh, uh, an impro show, part of an impro group, the Big Hoo Ha. Yeah, where we met. yeah. It was was that Hoo Ha? Look, yeah. It was it was an impro show, and I begged my way in, even though I like I had I'd never done any comedy. I just my boyfriend at the time was involved in this impro thing and I was like, I felt like, and I, don't, I haven't done many things in my life because of this and I know I acted momentarily feminist when I made a shamehole joke before but I just had a moment <laughs> of feeling underrepresented, like there were only a few girls in that troupe and I was like, can you please it, let me be involved just and, to start evening it up a little bit. It was only two girls at that point when we first started. It was you and... Libby Kleiss was doing it and then oh, there no, was yeah, two Libby. other ladies. There was that brown-haired lady and that other lady. Steve? <laughs> Steve. Uh, anyway, well, so I thought it was sorry, got to be boring because nobody gives a shit about our reminiscences. So the point is, I was actually checking his phone while he's literally uh. checking his phone. No, I'm, I, I, can I just interrupt this by saying I just got a missed call from Tommy Little, and it's my favourite thing of someone leaving the message and it being translated by Telstra into oh, words. Oh yeah. So the message is Jen, Doug here, weapon is on, both vagina whale. No. So. No. <laughs> You're making that up. That, I'm not making that up. Okay, now, now, now the thing is, oh it translated God. weapon perfectly, though. That's yeah. a good bit. That's what he actually He actually himself, does say yeah. he calls himself the weapon. Um, can I ask uh, the vagina whale, how many shame holes does that oh, have? Oh, one on the top of its head. Shame That's it. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you know what? The the one thing, the the yes. tiny bit of research that I did five minutes before I got here, I knew Claire Hooper was. That's why that, you were half an hour late. Yes, you did five minutes of research. I was. I was actually waiting for this uh, uh, contraption to be dropped off to me. The uh, what we're recording on at the moment, but um, what. The, there's a trivia part on everyone's IMDb page, oh, and that's my favourite okay, bit of anyone's yeah. IMDb page. And your two I, shame holes. No, yeah, <laughs> I believe I'd have to double check this. I believe your trivia is female comedian. Ooh. So is that a is that really trivia, or is that like? It's, it's trivial. Well, I think that you would struggle to frame. A question in a pub quiz night. <laughs> Did you know around that piece of trivia? <laughs> what would it? True or false? Yeah. S- f- semicolon I, female comedian. Is that how you? <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that it's why are you coming to your IMDb page and then being surprised by you being a female comedian? Like, what yeah. were you there to start with? Yeah. To look at? Yeah. So they didn't. They don't have too much on you, but they're going to have plenty more after hearing this episode. Yes. Here's something I found out. Uh, we, we've been talking about this recently when you put someone into Google and it suggests, uh, you know, it'll suggest the search. Yeah. So sometimes if it's like oh, a famous no. male, like you put such and such boyfriend because that's a lot of people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you put is boyfriend. Steve, it'll be the only thing that Xavier Eva thinks about, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So here's two things that come up for you. Oh. Uh, Claire Hooper married. Yep. And Claire Hooper hot. Oh. oh! Which I like the people are trying to like Google that. Like, yeah. I is think she? she's hot. Is right, she? Let's see what the people yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see what Jeeves thinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's... really nice. That's Jeeves' boner. Yeah. <laughs> or is it creepy? Or is it a long way to fall? Is it? But is it creepy though as well? Because there's guys out there going, "Look, some hot pics of Claire Hooper." That's happening yeah, right creepy. now. It's creepy. Is yeah. that good? Is it good in a? 
In a little way or not? I don't know. Well, it's a shame p- hole pigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Put the shame hole into Google so that, that comes up. Don't. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't. I don't think it's an experiment that shouldn't happen. No, <laughs> because if, if that keeps happening, okay. Then so we're all just going to keep googling Claire Hooper shame hole. <laughs> that means there's, there's a demand you, for it, I mean, and then someone will create that. Go, will, oh, there's a demand for it. You'll put in some words for this podcast, won't you? So yeah. that when people are searching, can you? You will put. Shame I mean, so yeah. if people search Claire. Hooper shame hole. This yeah. podcast okay. inevitably will come up and yep. nothing else. Sure. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we've still got to pose for a photo at the end of this yeah. to put up. So. And it's also too bad that registrations for Comedy Festival have closed because yeah. that could have been the title <laughs> yeah. of your show. Yeah. Mm, how silly of me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? The publicity photos I've taken would work just yeah. fine. Yeah, actually, James Penleys would be into it, into a reshirt. I'm pretty sure. No, you don't need no, to. You just no, see the photos. The photos oh, are really? They, they, they do the for shame hole yeah. totes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some great photos. Yeah, I'm wearing a swimsuit and I'm, sh- I'm shoving plums into my face and the and the juice is dripping. Oh yeah, so you're doing a show about plums this year? Yeah, but you know, like I'm. Um, um, you thought it was a bit hacked to start with, or? A lot of food-based shows this year. I've noticed. <laughs> oh, they're Edmunds really? doing a show about cabbage. Right. Me and Edmonds. Yeah. Lomas doing a show about coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, plums. You plums. doing a show about edible Steve? Steve's <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. Really, any time you try and get Steve back in there, that was the longest stretch. Yeah. I'd, get him edible to wipe. Steve? I'd get him to wipe before I ate him. Uh, You're going to wipe oh, Steve. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't start with Steve's shame hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but plums are a euphemism for the um for the old ball sack and and the the, the intestinal fortitude that they imply. You know, mm-hmm. like have you got the plums? Yeah. And that's something I'm really a bit fascinated with, just because I never really have. You know, like for a comedian, I'm surprisingly cowardly. Like I'm not a very bold person. I'm very like I'm the sort of person that goes, how funny would it be if you went up to that guy and said blah 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 and that that's where it ends. You've Whereas other people washed, live boldly. You've never even washed your ass in your own house. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I haven't even used the B day that I paid for yeah. with my own money. And I've owned this house for three and a half years. I've got I got an opening for your for your yes. comedy festival show literally. Um yeah you should pull that out on stage. The bidet. The bidet, yeah. Is it a bidet or a bidet? bidet. Really? I don't know. Really just depends what language. It depends whether you're right or wrong, I guess. Carl, you just missed a sweet gag I just did. I can't believe you missed it. Some of those words are right. I'm sorry, I did that wasn't meant to do a show plug. No, no, that's fine. Let's talk about it. Plums. Is he at the end of the plug? So, so what, that was the, yeah, that was my full stop. Oh, Isn't that okay. what you blah, 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 blah. Plums. Well, hey, I've got something. I've got some uh, mailbag. Oh, sweet. Oh, uh, sweet. So, I'm going to give you the backstory. Um, a couple of months ago on this program, um, uh, Carl went around putting up posters that had my phone number on them. Yep. Uh, a few people uh, texted me and whatever. And then as retaliation, I gave out his number on the show, so he's been getting a lot of calls and texts and stuff. Um, and then we put a lot, uh, a lot. Most I've had of, I've had six today. Most by the way. of them this from is... my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was a point where you were getting uh, haikus from yes. people about cleaning your car. And last week we were suggest uh, uh, we we read some of these haikus out, and we thought there was one that was particularly aggressive. So Carl gave that person's number out on the show. And we said, hey, why don't you listeners message this person instead of me, instead of Carl, and maybe our listeners can get together and have a bit of a chat. So someone did it. And I've gotten in the, I've gotten in the Dum Dum Club email, I've gotten uh, uh, screen caps of the correspondence of oh, well, all right. the person on this telephone number. So they've, uh, they've sent the texts off. Uh, it's, I think they've called up because this, this, this first text comes... Uh, comes straight from the number, and it's, I think it's after a call. So this person, uh, so the, the person who said this, they've called the number that we read out on the show. Yep. They'd never heard of you. They didn't know what this was. Oh, about. they answered. and they, yeah, they answered. And yep. they, they said, oh, you know, because you texted Carl Chandler. Yep. And the person on the other line went, I don't know who or what that is. And so then uh, they've written this. This is a text. You're not looking for Steph. She borrows my phone sometimes. I've been, I've been a lot of shit. For, I've been getting a lot of shit from people I don't know. Tell Carl my bad. And then this person writes back, That's cool. Is Steph your girlfriend? Nah, mum's sister-in-law's daughter. Cousin-in-law? 
<laughs> we live a street away, so we see each other every other day. Shit gets borrowed all the time. What? And then this guy writes back, have you had many messages for Carl? And he writes back, from Carl, no. Makes me wonder at the shit she was saying. All messages have been deleted as well as my call list. And then this guy writes, but have you been getting many strange messages today? How old is Steph? <laughs> 19, I think. She thinks she's 25. <laughs> strange messages? I had some guy asking when he could collect his token between the sheets. What the fuck? I don't want to know that shit. <laughs> and then, wait, if you're not Carl, who is this? And then the messages stop. So basically what's happened is someone has borrowed someone else's phone, used it to text you, and then deleted all evidence. And so now this guy who's maybe been getting calls and texts from our listeners... I don't believe that that's true at all. I think this guy is just making up a story because, you know what, that went out and that happened, right? Yeah. And then I didn't get any... Because that's a guy who's been hassling me non-stop. Right, okay. And then nothing happened for about three, four days. And then he poked his head back up again and went, yeah, so someone rang me. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, oh, you're back. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, to be honest, I only got one call and a couple of text messages. I'm a bit disappointed because I was sort of thinking when you gave it out, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. But then after a few days, I'm like, bring it on. So, guys, go back. This guy was disappointed by not being hassled enough. Now on okay. Should we? Have you got his is this, number? Is this good? Have you got the number saved? Uh, I will have, yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you reckon, Claire? Is this a thing that you would have done on your, on your, is it like on a, your little, on your little, on your radio, on your little radio show? Is there a chance? Hang on, hang on. Oh, is there a chance? There. If this goes wrong, <laughs> is there a chance that this guy could <laughs> could end it all? Because if so, we will. I'll definitely call. Everybody <laughs> does. Do this. Right. Let's get really boring Talk- for Luke McGregor being. We're having a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But also, like going off mic to have it, but holding the mics directly into your mouth as you're doing it. Hey, everything we say is precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you keep talking. I've just got to find this number now. Okay. There you see. That's what we were but doing. But he's just going to pretend it's he's not him and just say that it's my friend Steph, as someone who thinks they're 25. <laughs> Maybe he spelled Steve wrong. All right, here oh. we go. Here we go, here we go. If he's going to steal my deal with Steve, I'm going to be furious. All right, am, am I ringing him? Am yeah. I ringing him? Um, I, here's the last, the, the last text messages that I got from him. Don't know what the other guy told you, but my cousin has been sending people messages from my phone, not just to you. And well, then, then that matches well, up the story card. Yeah, story. but then immediately straight after, send... Still kept sending messages but to me, But maybe that's Steph sending the messages as him, yeah. Carl. Look, call and that's hold, Steph, hold right? The, put it on speaker and Steph's hold it going through mind. a lot of stuff. She lives across the road. Steph. She doesn't right. know what her age right. is. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 0417858485. Just to confirm, guys. stuff so far. Mm-hmm. Leave a message. <laughs> you fucking coward. Where's Steph or whoever the bullshit you're making up with? Why don't you answer the phone, hey? This is on the podcast. You could have been a star. What's wrong with you? Where's Steph? I think you should hang up. Okay. Yeah, that's done. Yeah. Now, that, that was some classic award-winning Carl Chandler info right there. The scene was a voicemail and great stuff. Tell Tommy, tell Tommy I just got 163,695 in Tiny Wings. So that's the last message they sent to me. Yeah, and you've taken your time telling me that. Well, that's sorry about that. We should, have, we should have opened up the episode with that. It should have been the starting on. thing. I've never played Tiny Wings. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I believe you can get a lot of points for your game center by playing Tiny Wings. You know, it's one of those ones that you can, if uh, you want to, if you want a higher ranking on game center. Tiny Wings. I'm 36. <laughs> <laughs> and you just so you've have we mentioned you've just moved back to Melbourne. You're in Sydney for what two years? Two years. I got a commercial radio contract. It yeah. was 24 months. Um, and we I did, we didn't suit each other, and um, but. 24 months is a long time to do something that you're wrong for, isn't it? <laughs> Why were you wrong for it? I would have thought it? that they'd let me go. Well, I don't and think you were never... wrong for it. It's just you didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as, as yeah, you Yeah, we weren't philosophically aligned. Um, I just, yeah, I wanted to I just wanted to go all the time. <laughs> I, like, I just want to... 
But did you go. tell them that? Did you say? Yes. Well, look, um, it's an awkward this one because a... I don't want to be indiscreet. But yeah, no. I did start the conversation. That was your phone-in topic every morning. <laughs> you ever had a job that you're desperately trying to oh, get out man. of? Oh man! I just wanted to. That's right. We'd have these planning meeting sessions, which is like, what's what? What do people want to talk about? And I just wanted to go. You know, when you hate your boss. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, you prank. We do a caller topic, which is what you know when you didn't turn up to work because you don't want to go there anymore. Um, anyway, all, all your prank calls. Were hi, is this Steve? Can I have a job? <laughs> um, yeah, there was, you know, like it's one of those funny things where you know that there's nothing really wrong with the job except you just hate it so much. But maybe because just you got fixated on the idea it. that you hated I it. To, yeah. Maybe, but maybe if you were like, no, yeah. maybe I could love this and you I could know. still be there right now. I know. I hadn't seen you for a long time when you were working there and you come down uh, uh, in April last year for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So you must have been working for a year or 18 months or something. Yeah, like... Yeah, and I hadn't seen you for that long and... I went to see Xavier's show and yeah. I sat down. I sat down next to you and went, Oh, how's it going, Claire? And then that was the start of you unloading for like <laughs> 10 minutes before Xavier's show about how depressed you were about doing the job and how much you hated oh, it. Oh, Carl, I'm so sorry. No, that was fine. I was like, Wow, you, uh, you, that one, that bullet was locked and loaded. That was ready yeah, to go. Yeah, ready one. to go. <laughs> if a stranger had sat down next to us, yeah, we yeah. were yeah. in the dark. I don't know if you knew that was me, actually, <laughs> but yeah. There's yeah, only one way to cure. As such an awkward conversation. That's with one of Xavier Michaelini's award-winning shows. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, yeah. You'll have hey, that's why it. Claire went back to work for another year after that. <laughs> yeah. so. It was a brilliant show, and it Thanks. gave me another nine months of the radio yeah. station. <laughs> and I, I should not sound ungrateful because they pay you very well, but I would not hmm. do it. I wouldn't. I would if they doubled the money. I wouldn't do it. You know, like I just it was a big mistake. What for if us. they threw we in another? Not, I was not a good fit. If they. Yeah, doubled the money, threw in another bidet. Because yeah. I got now two shame holes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about this? This is something I, uh, I don't know if we've properly ever talked about this. We've talked about this on the show. Um, uh, you were in an episode of yes. Sleuth 101. Oh, I loved that the, uh, show. The ABC uh, yeah. detective series where people would uh, act out uh, kind of like a murder and then a celebrity guest would come in and, uh, and watch the pre-film bits and interview the actors yeah. who played the suspects. Who else was on that show, though? I want to know who well, else was, I was on it. I was ah, on one of Who was? Oh, really? Oh, wow. As one of the cast. Wow. And uh, you, want... you were the detective. Yes, I was. Episode, yeah. I was a suspect. Yeah, you were. And you really saved me. Because no, you, I, no I, think, I believe it is you were suspect. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's the phrase. Well, there was a bit of suspect acting going on. <laughs> yeah. um, I had to do a Dutch accent. Which oh, I, yes. Which I oh. horrendously. Can we have a sound grab of that now? Yeah, preview your Dutch accent now. Uh, no, why? Oh, I, I, hey, I've um, done McGregor, okay? Yeah. I my McGregor impression. Not the same at all. Um, do it, come okay, on. Okay, all right. Uh, see, I haven't had the same amount of kind of preparation that I had. When and I it, did the role, which, and was, it watching, served, which was watching served a Dutch you so well. clip on YouTube for two minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So keep in mind that I haven't done all of that before okay. this. Okay, okay. I'm trying to remember what it was. Just One of the lines was, name the world's most famous tennis player. Is this I'll how they shot... Is this, is this how the show went when they were please, shooting it? Please. Please. Name the world's most famous tennis player. <laughs> that's, that's, that's classic that's Billy Connolly. That was great. That's pretty good. That's very good. I don't know why you're worried about that. That was great. So we, we did all the pre-film stuff. Well, that was whoa, actually, whoa, 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 keep, keep going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I think we all feel like that. Working on it in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since since the time it did originally come out of your shame hole. Yeah. So we've pre-filmed all the stuff, and I'm feeling really bad about it like I thought I'm not doing a good job of this at all and I like I kind of felt like the director was I don't know maybe being too nice or something but everyone was like no if you're doing a shit job he would tell you I'm like that's clearly not the case because I am watching this so then we do all the pre-film stuff and then we get to the day where we record I thought you were funny in that show Hmm? I thought you were funny in that show wouldn't you like banging the table and pretending to be angry at some point? Yeah, that's what acting is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was hilarious. We had to do a test run before yeah. you came in with like a stand-in guy who interviewed us. Yes, and he's called me out on my shit accent. Yeah, and then the directors came up and went, "If that happens when Claire is here, just drop it and say that you're actually from Mooney Ponds and you were just pretending to be yeah. Dutch to impress people." Yeah, and so then I went, "Well, I've got to make this even shitter." Yeah, there is such a thing because <laughs> then if you uncover it, then it's like. 
Ta-da! It was meant to be shit. <laughs> and I've got to thank you because you did. You within within thirty seconds, you pulled the rug out from under me, going, "Where's that accent from?" And then. I got to drop it and... <laughs> I love, I love... And get lots of acting work afterwards. Tom, I've, I've never done another <laughs> Tom, Thank da- you, Claire. Tommy Daslow's school of acting. Always have another character that you're pretending to be on top of your original character. <laughs> yeah. So if someone says you're not good, just go, yeah, well, actually, I'm just Tommy Daslow. Yeah. From- <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how Daniel Day-Lewis does, yeah. his, does all his movies. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> You're not Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, you're right, guys. You got me. I'm, I'm Danny. Tommy Dasselow. Danny D. Yeah, hoodwinked me. But uh, yeah, that was a that was. I've, I've got to thank you because that really that really saved me. And I know you're very desperate to see this car. I love it. And here's something I've been holding off on telling you for a very long time, but I think in honour of this episode, I'll bring this out. <sighs> it's on YouTube. Ah. <gasps> in its entirety. Oh, so what about that wow. uh, after this episode goes up, people can watch. We'll put it up. We'll put a link interrogate, up. Interrogating me as a uh, yes. quote-unquote Dutch. I think my problem might have been... The What's it called again? Uh, Sleuth 101. Sleuth 101. The, the main problem might have been that the bulk of my research was watching Austin Powell's Gold Member. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, when you talked before, I was like, I reckon you've just copied Lawrence Mooney's Dutch accent. Yeah, I think well, that's I it. I've never seen Rudy Van der Stone before that, so right. I guess that would have helped me a lot. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, look, guys, I think that does bring us to the end of a little dum-dum club. Oh, great, because I want to get on YouTube. <laughs> for another week, uh, Xavier and Claire, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's plug time. Xavier, what do you got coming up? Here I'm going to be uh, doing the Perth Fringe, Adelaide Fringe and Melbourne International Comedy Festival. My show's called Good Morning, so go check the relevant websites to go and see that fantastic show. Uh, and I tell you what, it's, his show's looking good. Thanks. Yeah, it sounds pretty funny. Especially those bits I suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we bits. know the bit. That yeah. bit? Yeah. 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 Uh, my show's called Plums, and I'm not quite across where I'm going to be yet, but I'm doing um, first week of March in Adelaide Fringe mm-hmm. and then doing the whole Melbourne Comedy Festival, but I'm also going to be dropping into some other parts of the country as well. And it's, it's a, it is a prequel to your 2014 show, Shame Hunter. That's right. <laughs> so get on, get on board early, folks. Yeah. Uh, guys, we've got our own shows coming up at the Brisbane Comedy Festival and the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We've got, uh, we got solo shows at Brisbane Comedy Festival and the big live show on the... the is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday the 4th, I yep. believe. Yep, sounds uh, right. Brizconfest.com, you can get all that stuff. I'm doing the Adelaide Fringe Festival. We are both doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival and we're doing the live Dum Dum Clubs every Monday evening in the town hall. You can check that out. Email us littledumdumclub at gmail.com. Twitter at dumdumclub. Buy a, buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. We, uh, we're, we're, selling a, we're selling a few t-shirts lately. We, you know what? The pile is going down. Excellent. That's what we want to hear. Yep. Guys, thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. See, see ya, mates. mates. Oh, they all said it. <laughs>